Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as Desperate for a Shag Giles. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date, 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 2, Episode 19, I Only Have Eyes for You. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about Sadie Hawkins dance, or Sadie Hawkins in general. So, spoilers bound for this episode, any episode before it, after it, comics, possibly even other TV shows or movies. We don't want to possess you just to make you listen to this episode, but we will if we have to. Hello! It's been a long time. It's been like six weeks. I haven't talked to you guys since Killed by Death. Oh my gosh. Daniel, say hello. I can't believe April's almost over. <laughs> I know so much has happened. I turned 30 between then and now. Oh my Holy gosh. shit. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> Sisha, say hello. <laughs> shibop, shibop. <laughs> shibop, shibop. We are here to talk about I Only Have Eyes for You, originally aired April 28th, 1998. Written by Marty Noxon, obviously. Yes. Be a fixture of the uh, Buffyverse. This is our sixth episode for the season. Uh, or so far overall, she started season two. So, Directed by James Whitmore Jr., first of five. Uh, oh. Only did season three, including the Zeppo. So, hey. Barf. <laughs> got a topper up there yeah so this is an episode we all enjoyed uh it's definitely my favorite filler episode um of season two and i would say overall but that's not true uh definitely my favorite filler true. episode of season two and it's i'm really true, excited yeah. to talk about it so i only have eyes for you what happened in this episode um we started the bronze which we haven't seen in a little while and with a live band performing which is so nice. It's been such a long time. Great music, too. It's great. Uh, I love Sorry it. to interject, we will, Kelly. We will get into that later. Yeah. Um, the best musical cue and song of the entire series. Just have to say. Are you being facetious? No, I'm not. It was fantastic. I, I loved it so much. Good. Yeah, we we will talk about it. I don't okay. remember it at all. Well, do you remember the panda sweater that guy was wearing? I mean, he was wearing like a full... Like, he just, like, killed, like, an ox and was just wearing the ox oh, no. skin. You didn't see that guy? One of the, wow. the, the guitarist. Oh. I'm telling you, something weird is going on. Something weird is going on. Isn't that our school motto? Pretty much. But we open on a conversation between Willow and Buffy, uh, where Willow's last thing is, love can be fun, and we jump cut, which was always fun when they do a good jump cut, to uh, a woman and man arguing in uh, high school students arguing in the high school having a heated debate and a gun is drawn so the janitor interrupts the kids the gun disappears and we're like something is afoot obviously uh come to find out there's a a poltergeist in sunnydale high giles mistakenly and tragically thinks it's jenny but it actually happens to be the spirit of a once sunnydale high school student and teacher who had a inappropriate uh love affair if you could call it you could also call it uh rape but that ghost those ghosts are possessing unwitting victims one being the janitor unfortunately which he's definitely gonna go to prison for that buffy and crew try to exercise the poltergeist but not before buffy and angel are possessed um they are able to act out the scenes but instead of the tragedy of the student killing the teacher and then that's the end of it before he kills himself because the roles are reversed angel is able to come back to life being a vampire and uh, we see the, the rest of the scene would have happened and we get some kind of closure and the ghost goes away because their story got to be finished and uh, we'll move on to next week because this is a filler episode and none of this mattered. So, a couple firsts. First appearance of the mansion, which is 
the place that the whirlwind will stay in until the end of the season and where angel will come to live in season three when he comes back to life uh spoiler <laughs> see principal snyder after oh. a, a hot minute, uh we discover for the first time that he's aware not only aware of the shenanigans going on but was actually appointed to the school specifically by the mayor to keep an eye on and name checks were on hellmouth like he yeah. knows he is in it uh, might be the first time we mentioned the mayor as like the I think it was mayor. because he was mm-hmm. he was cowed. Yeah. Cocksure Snyder just like that oh, look mayor. on his yeah that stricken look it was crazy. First real Willow Witchy thing we did the D invite spell uh, during Passion but that was I don't know that was like Giles level witchy thing where like we're we're doing the book oh, research to try to protect something. Giles level I know which is not fair to say because he was I don't burn know, he was burn. a thing he he will be and he was saved a thing. Buffy from being a rat but. <laughs> but this is her first I guess the first time she took it upon herself where mm. instead of being like we should de-invite Angel she was like hey I bet I can figure out this poltergeist thing I'm so gonna make fun. a scapula and every, we're gonna do the thing isn't a scapula your shoulder bone? it is okay <laughs> <laughs> fun fact this episode is set in 1955 or rather the flashbacks are but the flamingo song for which it is named I Only Have Eyes For You actually was not released until 1959 Beautiful. A little bit of anachronism. That's there. that killed by death level of just <laughs> mm. attention to detail. Ah, I love so, it. So let's talk about the episode. Um, as I mentioned, I really have a fondness for this episode. Uh, it's coming off the heels of a terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> a middling to the worst episode. Admittedly, for some, the literal worst. Well, we've had we've had six weeks to stop thinking about it. You guys, I know, don't even think about Kill by Death anymore. But Kill by Death is all I've thought about (laughs) for these last six weeks. (laughs) That just made me think of like you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Ah, but you have heard of me. (laughs) Like it might be the worst episode you've ever seen, but it makes you think about it. Damn it! (laughs) Mission, which means that I should move. Pirates of the Caribbean up to no, I'm sorry, we're in the wrong, <laughs> the wrong world. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't help but contrast this. I mean, it's been a long time since we watched Kill by Death, but I had to contrast this with what they were trying to do with Kill by Death. Which, well, they're both filler episodes, so that's total like bullshit, it. total bullshit. But the difference is that this was like a work of art. This is beautiful. Everything about it was really well done. Even just the kids, like the inappropriate relationship. We don't actually know anything about them i kind of feared when we started that we were going to get way too much info about james and mrs meredith i mean meredith sanger is the actress but let's call her meredith james and meredith i thought we were going to get so much information about them that it was going to be weird or i thought that it was going to actually be her that killed him like salinger sorry yeah mrs Salinger. mrs if you're feeling nasty yeah um But no, I thought that it was going to be that because I thought they were leading up to that. Like it was actually going to be not the guy who was feeling it, but it, the girl because they kept telegraphing it so hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that they stuck with what actually happened. And I thought it was really well done. I agree. But I think this episode also had the tension that Killed by Death never did, which I think is really important. Like when Xander gets pulled into his locker, that was scary. I got scared. <laughs> and then when they opened it back up and it was like a hanging doll or something. Yeah, that's just Sanders Locker on the rag. But oh. yeah, the little news thing. He just has a weird little news doll in his. Oh, well, that changes lots of things. <laughs> this episode is actually the worst episode of TV ever. No, I'm I figured you had it. Um, when George 
John Hawks Academy. Oh yeah, the Jenner. Yeah. Oscar nominated John Hawks from Winter's Bone. Nice. He's bound and down. Also a little show that we like to talk about called Lost. Oh, oh, I can't. We can't we... <laughs> Just for effect. <laughs> that was really underwhelming. The most gentle Lost of all time. To do that if it's accidental lost we make the rules when john hawks gets into it with miss frank that was really stunningly awesome like because we knew it was going to happen like it was about to you know go down we understand what's happening at this point but just her walking by and saying good night and them just getting into it and adding little bits more of dialogue like we really heard a very little tiny snippet we got a little bit longer mm. of it and then we got the long one with Buffy and uh, with Angel. Well done, Marty. Well fucking done. We're not retreading the same thing over and over again. So when they start talking, you're almost like, oh, what's going on? And then you realize they're they're acting out the plot. And Yeah, that moment before you realize oh, like, so good. This, we're doing something else. It's not just these two people talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, quick note. I feel really bad for George because guess what? He's going to prison. Prison forever. But it will be hard to charge him without a gun. I, I mean, it is kind of hard to, I don't know, I think it would be a hard case to sell because you don't have a gun, you never recovered it, you only have Giles as an eyewitness, the other guy is like, I didn't kill her, and they have no reason to have a motive to do so. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like it'd get to the point where they'd be like, he's the main suspect, but we don't have any actual hard evidence to prove that he killed her, except for one eyewitness, and so he just, like, the case stays open forever, and he's always the main suspect, but they never... Yeah, we'll get true. a true crime Pursue documentary it. at some point, everybody will speculate yeah. on Reddit, and it'll be a thing. Yeah, 20 years later, uh, Sarah Canning's voice, and yeah, so, yeah. music is just <laughs> happening, we're talking about the case of George the Janitor. <laughs> it's true. Would, would, would Sarah Canning even know about Buffy Summers being in... The, the school after the wasp attack like that's like, how far could she like, actually go that would be so great like there's a lot of mystery around this case a lot of moving parts and a lot of unexplained events because really the only solution the world will be as mad at the end of season one of serial as they are at the end of this season because she will not have a satisfactory end because what does she do recreate what angel and buffy were doing there with no context of who they are yeah, we traveled to sunnydale high and we went to the balcony <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we couldn't because it's actually been destroyed. Oh, yeah. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. <laughs> Sunnydale doesn't exist anymore. Otherwise, we would have went to Sunnydale. Oh, my God. Yeah. What would Sunnydale High do without you around to incite mayhem, chaos, and disorder? I don't incite. Well, I stop that boy from killing his girlfriend. Ask him. Ask the janitor. People can be coerced, Summers. I'm no stranger to conspiracy. I saw JFK. The tension when Giles thinks that it's Jenny. Oh, that so, that's the so ghost. Yeah, and I thought it really, 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 really fucking worked with Buffy as well, being so hard-headed about love. I think it's very clear what's happening here. Fill me in then, because I've read the book, seen the movie, and I'm still fuzzy about what's going on. It's Jenny. What? You think she's the ghost? What don't you see? She, 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 she died here under tragic circumstances, and, and now she's trapped. But what about the gun? I mean, Angel didn't shoot Miss Callender. The gun is insignificant. It's the violence of the thing that matters. I don't know. These fights these couples keep having, it's sort of specific. She's right. It's a pattern that doesn't fit with the way Miss Callender died. Well, I, uh, I appreciate your thoughts on the matter. I, in fact, I... Well, I encourage you to, to always uh, challenge me uh, when you feel it's appropriate. 
You should never be cowed by authority. Except, of course, in this instance, when I'm clearly right and you were clearly wrong. When, when Willow came out of the quicksand and said, Giles, Jenny could never be this mean. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Like, it's not her, is it? Buffy being so stubborn is interesting because I consider her a compassionate and empathetic person. I mean, she is. She wants to help people. But, yeah, her unwavering, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. He killed her. He it, preyed upon their love and murdered her. And, like, there's no redemption for this guy. There's no excuse. That's what I thought was the telegraph that, oh, it was actually her. Because oh, really, there's going to be, like, a twist. Well, I mean, like you said at the beginning in the introduction. Like, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's still a teacher taking advantage of a kid regardless right. there's those levels all still exist we need to acknowledge all of them yes. so yeah so in a way they just kind of yada yada all of that that never really becomes a thing yeah james it, is in a the murderer end, but she's also a rapist but in the end they both ascended to heaven right where they all get to be together because yeah. it was true love like yeah. we don't they didn't say that but that's what i thought that's what we're supposed to learn that's what we're supposed to learn yeah. how are you enjoying that book i learned you the hemingway I like it very much. It's honest. Yes, it's um, it's based on a true story, actually. He fell in love with his. Just be with your teachers. That's fine. Buffy has an opportunity at the beginning of this episode to start a new relationship with what's the uh, homeboy's name? I'm Ben. We had algebra two together last year. Sorry, I pretty much repress anything math-related. Miss Jackson, second period, you sat in the seat three over and one behind. Oh, yeah, I remember now. It's the one with the desks and the chalkboards and pencils and stuff, right? That's the one. Like a steel trap. But Ben seemed really nice. Not not actual this Ben. We're going to use Ben. Who is Glory? Did you know? Ben is Glory. Uh, Ben is Glory. Glory is Ben! Oh, no. Spoilers. Does anyone think that maybe Ben might be Glory? I love how little you remember of this show. <laughs> I remember Glory, but I don't remember Have Ben being Have you all done like... a, what is to say, like, all done a massive amount of drugs? Or are you all very high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, this show's great. Okay, it is. Season five is going to be great. Um, Buffy had the opportunity to ask, who seemed, Ben seemed really, really nice. He did. I mean, I mean her reasons are legit for I not think, wanting yeah. to do it. She's not ready for a relationship for but sure. But I liked his, t- I liked his like entire MO, like what he was doing. Like, hey, you want to ask me to that, don't you? But he was like, like, no. It's like, all right. And, and he went away. Like, he wasn't shitty about it. He didn't no. have a comeback of like, whatever. No, no. It was it wonderful. Was, he seemed like a nice gentleman. And Willow was just spying on Buffy, just like mm-hmm. watching every move. Like, why didn't you do it? You should have some fun. The other thing that happens at the bronze is that banging band. Oh, what's up with the band? Splendid. Is the band? They were a real band, um, but the so. girl who is singing, Blended, her name is Angie Hart, and she is actually a, a Whedon verse kind of a little bit of a fixture. She shows up in a couple oh. things, so she actually recorded in two thousand two the song Blue for the episode Conversations with Dead People. It opens with a girl singing at the oh. bronze, like a weird, really lo-fi set. Everything's dark, and you just see them on the stage. Uh, and they're singing the song Blue at the very beginning, and it ends. The last thing is her singing the word alone. Uh, so that's pretty cool that she Whoa. comes back. Uh, that's she cool. actually co-wrote the song with Joss Whedon. She also does backing vocals on Tara's song "Under Your Spell" and "Once More the Feeling." No way. And she helped write some of the background music. Um, Angie Hart herself, as a character, appeared on Firefly, playing Lucy in the episode "Heart of Gold." She sings an acapella version of the song "Amazing Grace." 
And the band Splendid shows up again in Buffy as the band in The Freshman, which is the first episode of season four. What else happens in this episode? I mean, Do you have anything to say? Why don't you jump yeah. in, Sasha? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if I have anything specific to say. I like this episode. I liked the repeated refrain of "I only have eyes for you." Like the song, Shabab Shabab. Mm-hmm. Shabab Shabab. Uh, I liked that. I liked. I liked the line in particular that they say in like their little act that they keep going through. You don't just wake up and stop loving somebody because that's literally what happens to Buffy and Angel, which is like a little on the nose, but mm. I really liked it. So to have Buffy screaming that at Angel, even if it wasn't Buffy doing it, I think is probably cathartic for her mm-hmm. to finally say the thing she's been needing to say and not being able to. So I like that whole dynamic. I also like that she just walked into bees, like no problem. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> wasps. Yeah, I think wasps. wasps. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, bees, what do we got here? Flies, like I, I can't tell what this <laughs> Locus, is. Fire. It looks like shit. Like uh, it just looks terrible. Yeah, bad it's bad CG. CG. It just looked dirty. Like, that that brings me to pretty much my entire take too, which is like if Buffy and Angel didn't go through the scenario, this everything would be really, really bad because Buffy was, like I said, written in a way that's sort of doesn't make sense to her. But the reason for that is not only because there's anger on her part, but that's why James, you know, picked her Mm -hmm. because she's feeling the same way that he did in terms of uh, Meredith. So yeah, it really worked for me. I was kind of, I was a little bit frustrated at first because I was like, Buffy, what are you doing? But then it all pays off marvelously even when giles and buffy are sitting there in the room and they're having that conversation about like forgiveness or whatever and she's like james possesses people they act out exactly what happened that night so he's experiencing a form of purgatory instead he's he's doomed to to kill his miss newman over and over and over again and forgiveness is impossible he doesn't deserve it Forgive is an act of compassion, Buffy. It's 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 not done because people deserve it. It's done because they need it. No. James destroyed the one person he loved the most in a moment of blind passion. And that's not something you forgive. No matter why he did what he did, and no matter if he knows now that it was wrong and selfish and stupid, it is just something he's going to have to live with. He can't live with it, Buff. He's dead. That was a really powerful moment, and then she just stormed out. And even Xander, just like, he can't live with it. He's dead. Yeah. Like, and whoa. she had to bring her back down to reality. Yeah, which was really great, because it's like, Buffy's there, but Buffy's also not there. Like, James is possessing her, too, right? That's like a weird dual moment. I don't know. I don't think so. I think or James that's... just gets frustrated by that line of questioning and walks out as well. Like, Well, no, that has nothing... Like, she's not ever possessed by james yeah i think that those feelings are just genuine because of her circumstances right. and he, so when she's sitting there with sees, giles yeah. she's not having a residual i don't think so okay i mean you it's an interesting read i would have never thought that it's i only thought that because then she literally just walked out of the house and walked to the school well that, that's why i was so um, I, well i think at that point because they were like the the ghost has her like he was leading her to the school right but that that means that she's possessed by the ghost the ghost is leading her 
to the school. So like that's af- she... that's way after her flipping out at Giles is there at school during the day at another time. No, no, no. I'm talking about when they're sitting around no. and he's drinking yeah, tea. Yeah, they're like at Buffy's they're house. At Buffy's house. And she was like, he killed her. Oh. He should have to suffer for this. I thought that happened in the library. And then she no. walks into oh, the kitchen bad. and they have a conversation where Okay. Over identify much? They're like, whoa, Buffy's really Mm, okay. You know, feeling this, and then she just walks out the back door and leaves. Yeah, she just literally oh, walks out American Vandal style and just somehow gets to <laughs> school in a certain amount of time. Amazing. Like she just made thirteen it. minutes later. Thirteen minutes later. She didn't stop how? to take it down with the antique store. <laughs> no, she did not. So it was surprising to me that she just like walked away and no one couldn't just run a little bit and would so, have caught her. Like, something and maybe I missed this. Angel showing up at the school. Did he just see the school covered in bees and he was like, I gotta be in there. <laughs> I don't know. Or was the ghost somehow like also yes. it has to be Angel and lures him or was he just following Buffy the entire time and so he follows her to the school? That's the most clumsy part of the episode. No, that's the best that is no, you're right. That's the reason why this sucks. Because if we didn't see Angel in the last episode we can, because he's been Angelus for so long, assume that he's been stalking Buffy for a while. So him showing up at school would have been no red flags. It would have been fine. Like he's stalking Buffy. Like she's like inexplicably walking into the school that's Alone. surrounded by wasps. This is great. This is exactly what I want, right? I want to confront her, torture her with my words, and maybe this is the day I'll kill her. I don't know. Probably yeah. not. It's only episode eight. 18 okay <laughs> so we'll we'll get to it 19 okay so we're close we're close all right maybe maybe 22 is my time i don't know but not yet i'll just torture her but yeah when we see him before i just think it like really takes the wind out of the sails of, of passion because mm. it would have been really interesting for them to even have a moment of like anger like you killed jenny and then they walk into the moment and it just like breaks down like it did mm. which was already well done but they could have added like just I don't a know. little I layer, like that which is so good. Because Buffy's already possessed by the ghost, and she starts like melodramatically <laughs> doing this conversation. Her, like, little, yeah. And and Angel has that moment, like he did with Drew, where he's like, "What's happening here?" <laughs> See, but you're taking my read. Already, already well, she taken was, over when by she the ghost. Into the school, yeah, yeah, she was definitely when she walked into the school. But why did she walk to the school? I think she was possessed. I think she was always possessed. She was possessed once she walked from like in the kitchen. It happened. Because doesn't she even look at the flyer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's when it happened. I think she fuck has a that. moment where she's like, I just need to go back. Yeah. We have to go back. But that to me was why. Why does a flyer possessed? It's not. It's, why it's haven't not, more people died over the years? This know. is where the plot hole starts. Why has this not been happening for over years and years? What is special about the fifty-fifth year class? This is not like a two thousand five. It's not nineteen ninety-five. Like, why are we? Oh, why are we using that number specifically? Why are we if using we that number? Nineteen fifty-eight. It would have made sense for this. For song. this, yeah, and for this, true. Could have thought like that one forward. Years later. And you could have also made it sense. Like, it's been 50 years. Maybe it's coming back. Maybe it only comes back every 50 years. Otherwise, this is literally happening on a loop forever. And we've never heard it from anyone at Sunnydale. Yeah, like the last year that they were at school. This should have been happening consistently. Sorry, I pretty much repressed anything math-related. But but it happened three times within... Well, yeah, leading up to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Okay, so fine. That seemed to be the trigger, because that's the day that it happened on. (sighs) Fine. So we get a Sadie Hawkins dance trigger. That's fine. So, but three people should die minimum every year. Like, how is this not a thing? I don't know. 
I don't know, but thank- thankfully we, we solved that, and that's fine. Mm, Maybe it's just that Buffy's negative feelings brought out the ghost. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Cordelia would say over-identify much. So yes, she would. Anyways. Maybe. He couldn't make her love him, so he killed her. Sicko. He looks so normal in his picture. He was smart, too. He made the honor roll. Smart. He killed a person and killed himself. Those are pretty much two of the dumbest things you could do. I know, but... Don't you feel kind of bad for them? Sure I feel lousy. For her. He's a murderer and he should pay for it. With his life? No, he should be doing 60 years in a prison, breaking rocks and making special friends with Roscoe the weightlifter. Yikes, the quality of mercy is not Buffy. Whose ghost do you think we're dealing with, his or hers? Well, considering how violent it is, I'm going to say his. That tracks? A little bit. Like that, yeah. Maybe that's it. The scene in, apparently, Buffy's living room, which I want to point out, there are snacks. There are tea they're enjoying. Uh, he's killing the snacks. tea. Who set that out? They're in Buffy's house. Giles, love the little Giles did Joyce. it. Oh, get out of Joyce here. Joyce doesn't even the episode, but she... She did not set up those snacks. snacks. No, she did no. not. Giles went in there and made the fucking snacks himself. That's he's right. You know she's at the gallery. I don't even know why I pretend. She doesn't even know what tea is, probably. Like, Giles, he's got it. But Buffy constantly bringing up how um, black and white she sees the issue... I was trying to think of other times where she's so strong-headed, and I can only think of... Well, yeah, that's a good parallel. I think that until the ghost possesses her, she identifies more with the teacher than she does with James, which makes sense. She has an ex-boyfriend who is trying to kill her. Like, so for her to get possessed, like, you know, I think those were her real feelings about the situation, and then she's forced to see James from this other perspective. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that he would pick her if, in fact, she should really be Grace... Instead, in her mind, in Buffy's mind, she would be Grace, the one who's suffering at the hands of her lover. That's well, why I thought. I think that the first time you watch the episode, you think she is going to be possessed by the woman. That's what I thought. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to do the twist. But then, if we're going to read James like that, it kind of makes sense. Like, James wants to go on. Well, I've been doing this wrong for so long. Maybe I need to do it the opposite way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably didn't know Angel was a fucking vampire or was going to show up. Like, oh, no. it all really worked out well for him. But, <laughs> but I think, like, is if James the weird ghost demon that we know nothing about if he was gonna his instincts were in the right place maybe he he looked at that loathing and was like that's how i feel about myself maybe i can take on this person who is in the same scenario but the you know i don't know i don't know what to think but we do know james he's chris gorham from another wb show i've never i don't know any oh god dude (laughs) jesus christ okay it's been a long time since you brought a fucking popular it's been a while i will bring it up next episode also be ready (laughs) popular is your contact yeah you're just a big bucket of funny will i'll have you know i was just accosted by some kind of um locker monster Loch Ness Monster. Locker. Monster is what he said. Anyways, um, but I, I think it's interesting because, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the show the first time, but I feel like watching this episode, my, I probably assumed it was the woman ghost, the teacher ghost, who was pushing all of this forward because she's the one who died tragically. She wasn't, right. like, because yeah. he was the instigator. He chose to kill himself. He didn't have to die. He didn't have to shoot her. So you right. wouldn't think that of these two people, he would be the one that was so tortured. He's still, like, reliving this moment over and over again. Like, he has so much regret for what he did. Yeah. Like, she just moved on. And so for him to be the one trapped and dealing with it, I think is interesting. Um, 
that, you know, maybe you do have some validity. He obviously feels remorseful for what he did. He wishes that he could change the ending. Yeah. So for him, Buffy to, like, explode and be like, you know, he should be miserable forever, blah, 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 whatever. He did go to the school with a gun and wanted to pick a fight with Grace, but he didn't actually mean to shoot her. Didn't seem like it. The gun went off. He was pointing it, like, being reckless, and it went off, because he was shocked that it happened, too. Yeah. So that's a little bit of layers there. My love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see anyone but you. The the actual possession scene at the end with Buffy and Angel is some of the best from Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, and I would say even David Boreanaz just because he's playing such a different character yes. in that moment than the rest. Even even weepy Angel in his normal mopey self, Does this person's even way more vulnerable <laughs> and way more emotional. Well, it's done well because I think it could have gone like comical or jokey like really fast. With and him being, David like, Boreanaz is really close. Oh. I know. Really close. When he tries Especially to do that like first the... line that he says, whatever, when he's like... You don't feel that way yeah. or something. And his voice goes like way up. Yeah, I thought he was playing it just like yeah, that stereotypical feminine. And I thought it was going to be like that all the way through, and I was really nervous. But he, he gets there. It does yeah. start that. It feels that way. It first. does, but he really kills it. Just yeah. like being in, just being himself, and like mm-hmm. just going through the dialogue was was what we needed. Sarah Michelle Gellar just like screaming and crying, so great. Well, and I also thought that the intercutting of of the '50s scene with that was yeah. also mm-hmm. really well done. Like when he was saying, you know, "Don't walk away from me," and then we get her yelling, "Bitch!" Yeah, like ooh, yeah. really good cuts. Yes. Oh, very good jump cuts. Man. And it makes you tense. I was really tense when she wa- when she ran out and and or she I mean Angel ran out and they went through all of that too with the gun. You're right because the gun did go off and you know James was shocked by it and Buffy was shocked by it and George was shocked by it. Like it's kind of the one through line through the whole thing. I just want you to be able to have some kind of normal life. We can never have that, don't you see? Don't give a damn about a normal life. I'm going crazy not seeing you. I think about you every minute. But it's over. It has to be. Come back here. We're not finished. You don't care anymore, is that it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I feel. Then tell me you don't love me. Say it. Is that what you need to hear? Will that help? I don't. Don't. Now let me go. No. A person doesn't just wake up and stop loving somebody. Love is forever. I'm not afraid to use it, I swear. If I can't be with you. Oh my God. Don't walk away from me, bitch! Stop it! Stop it! Don't make me! Alright, just... You know you don't want to do this. Let's both just calm down. Now give me the gun. Don't! Don't do that, damn it! 
Don't talk to me like I'm some stupid... What a great idea that the only way to stop a, a poltergeist is to have inadvertently a vampire come in who cannot die, mm-hmm. plays the one that dies. Literally, there's no other way for this to stop except for the person that cannot die by a gunshot and walks in and follows Buffy on through. And we use that uh, sample in the Dark Age, obviously, earlier in the season um, yeah. to get rid of, uh, what's his name? Igon. Right. I mean, I think we do that a few times with Angel, where we have him walk into places where there's gas and he doesn't have to breathe. Right. This one just didn't feel so contrived. It didn't feel like this is clearly going to be what we're going to do. Bring in the guy who is invulnerable to everything but a stick. Yeah, I never saw that coming. I I never thought Angel would be the one to like, oh, we can actually move the story forward because Grace doesn't die this time. Yeah, and because everything that happens is always like somebody sees him with the gun, so he's shaken out of it, like George was and like the kid was. So... the alternative here was that Buffy would be shaken out of it, which... Or the alternative is that it wasn't Angel, it was Giles, and, and then she shoots Giles and then kills herself. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Anybody <laughs> else. Timeline. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that That's what makes it so dark. That's why the Angel thing is so inspired. It's such a great twist that you don't see coming from a mile away, and it feels good. Something else is interesting, though, because Buffy is called to the school by the ghost. Mm-hmm. Whether she's possessed or not, the ghost is clearly leading yes. her. The ghost expects her and opens its, like, wasp, the wasp. hole or whatever. <laughs> wasp hole. Right? <laughs> to First let her coining in, right? of wasp hole on this podcast. It's really cheesy, but there is this moment of, like, oh, shit, she's in it now. And you see the wasp close back over like she can't leave. But then we see Angel and he was like, fun fact about vampires. <laughs> wasps don't like us. Not that it would hurt anyways, but I just want to look beautiful for this. So, so he good. walked through those fucking wasps. It did like, not clear for him. <laughs> yeah, and can you imagine him in, like, his dark coat all, like, dodging and hit, getting hit in the face and, like, spitting one out of his mouth and then, like, everything's fine. Let's go find Buffy. A better CGI show <laughs> would show that. This but, show would struggle. Yeah, would. But the implication <gasps> is... Hey, David Boreanaz, walk through. Just swat around. Praise. It's fine. It's fine. The implication is the ghost didn't call Angel. Like, the ghost still yeah. had no ending for this. It hadn't figured out how to make this work, even though we know the ending has to change or nothing's going to get better. This is going to just be a complete repeating cycle. So the ghost really got lucky with Angel. Totally. Just, like, appearing. Yes. Uh, but I think that's interesting because he oh, yeah. wasn't called he was just stalking buffy through no. bees exactly <laughs> and that's why my minor critique is just if you were just like oh you're back where your friend got murdered like something like i haven't seen you since she died and i'm gonna rub that salt in the wound really quick it, that one little bit of dialogue just well, would have made him such have a done monster because buffy already saw angel and killed by death and that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. We don't do kill by death. We don't do anything with Spike and Drusilla in the rooftop. We do not talk about Angel at all till this moment. This would have landed, I think, a hundred times harder than it did. Because, wow, to just have Angel show up and, like, mocking her about Jenny. Ooh, that would have been intense. And then get into the great scene that they already enact. Would have been one for the ages. But this is a filler episode. But it seems crazy that they just had an oversight like that. That's that's a bummer. Because I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's an at oversight. that point, how do you? How do well, you got to pay it? David Boreanaz. He probably was on contract. You got to put him on an episode. He's in the theme song. He's got to be in there. I know. So that's that's the bummer of all all of it. It just sucks that he had to be in it. And then um, another good thing when the possession ends and they are kissing, and then Buffy's like, "Angel," Angel. Oh, yeah. like she doesn't you know quite know what's happened, and then he's like. Oh, God, and just runs away. Grace. 
an accident. It wasn't your fault. This is my fault, Algonac. I'm the one who should be sorry, James. You thought I stopped loving you, but I never did. I loved you with my last breath. He makes that lion roar noise at the use yeah, of the Yeah, and I was like, that sounds like the Beauty and the Beast lion sound. Yep. <laughs> and then to see him, like, the next scene of him, he's just, like, viciously scrubbing himself, like, I feel dirty. I hate that scene because, like, does the mansion not have plumbing? Right. We should have just kept that garbage in Killed by Death. Like, if you want to really do this no, catch-up thing, we move no. to a different location, leave it in Killed by Death. We That's just fine. shouldn't have done it. But yeah, it, it added levity to this episode that was very, like, serious, and that was the coolest thing about it. So yeah. it was like, that was not a good place for it. Part of me just doesn't understand why she would forgive him. Does it matter? No. Let's not forget, the whole plot of this episode hinges upon Sadie Hawkins' dance. That's why James is back with his ghosty vengeance. Who is Sadie Hawkins? I don't know. Does anyone know? I do. I remember I the Sadie Hawkins dance. I never thought it was either. I thought it was just two fake things. See, combined. I thought it was a person. I thought in my head it was like a Sadie Hawkins. Feminist she was the first girl hero. that brought the boy out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in ancient Greece, Sadie Hawkins. Turns out Sadie Hawkins was the homeliest gal in them hills, oh. according to what? the little Abner comic strip. <laughs> in them what? hills? Let's let's the learn, shall we? Homeliest girl in the hills? Homeliest girl in no, them hills. That's right. Shit. According to Lil Abner, the comic strip that ran in the Sunday paper from 1934 to 1977. 43 years. Written and drawn oh by God. Al Cap, a piece of shit who sexually assaulted an untold amount of women, including Grace Kelly and Goldie Hawn. Lil Abner was about a fictional hillbilly clan, quote unquote, in an impoverished mountain village in Kentucky called Dog Patch. Sadie Hawkins I do is a character in that stuff. strip, yeah. the daughter of a prominent uh, figure in Dog Patch named Hexabiah, and she was about to turn 35, and the worst thing you could be in the 30s it's was a, a woman, over well, unmarried woman oh. over 30. So he corralled all of the bachelors in the town of Dogpatch, and named it, like, got them all together, said, today is Sadie Hawkins' day, I'm going to fire my gun in the air, and when I fire the gun, you all take off running, and whichever one of you Sadie can catch, we'll have to marry her. And that is Sadie Hawkins Day was born. And that that strip originally made what? its appearance in a November 15th newspaper in 1937. Yeah, 1937. And Life magazine reported about two years after that that 201 different colleges had observed Sadie Hawkins Day. Colleges? Colleges, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was... Were they found really ugly women to chase after men? Where, where <laughs> women would just... <laughs> a la the comic strip chase down, down. <laughs> chase down men and say come to come do a dance with me or you have to go out with me or whatever and the men on that day yes or? Yeah, they oh. said yes I and guess and then that morphed <laughs> into just a dance where girls ask guys exactly because yeah. I had Sadie Hawkins dance yeah. I don't you know I like you? the uh-huh. idea of women having to chase and then tackle men yeah that sounds fun put them or in shooting them and drive them to a dance on, well yeah. no no he just like just signal the beginning of a race like a, oh, a starter pistol cool I just yeah. like really put the gun into the last part where she shot a person and they no no no, no. The he fired a gun in the air signaling the beginning of the foot race yeah. on Sadie Hawkins day where I felt that was a weird end Sadie, killing the person the mongrel person she was yeah. homely homeless girl in their hills undeserving of love <laughs> and a spinster uh, would chase down the bachelors of dog pack. So probably I'm not even a real a thing. 
<laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Just as a side note. <laughs> I guess I am too. No, you're not 30 yet. Um, It's April 28th. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the veil has been pulled back. Um, So, yeah, the Sadie Hawkins day is, mm. is less of a thing, but it did turn into, like, now. Obviously, yeah. it's been 40 years since the comic strip is stopped yeah, being in print. no one's doing um, it. So no one really does it. And no one really does the dance anymore either. But I was curious to ask you, because yeah, I didn't go to high school if, if 100% you did. had it. Absolutely. Yeah, we had it all four years. Wow, okay. Really? Yeah, it was like our first one before. Because Homecoming would be a little bit later than prom. So it was like, we, we had like three or four during. Because we also had like the military one. Oh, right, really? where they're like military people. Oh. The, I forget what that one was called. Weird, yeah. yeah. Did I do that? Yeah, it was like a military type of dance. It, there's definitely a name for that. That's not a like unknown dance. That's a big one across the country. But I thought Sadie unknown Hawkins to me, we did not. Yeah, have well, dance. and Sadie Hawkins, you didn't have that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we just totally had homecoming did. and prom. Yeah. yeah, this was our. This was before all of those. So yeah, so Sadie Certainly. Hawkins Day is it November fifteenth, but the dance even in Buffy was held, uh, which would be presumably April towards the end of the school year. Oh yeah. So this no, we like would have held thing. that in. Because we would have started school in September, so November would have been about probably what you would have done it. Mm -hmm. Interesting, yeah. Also, apparently, even now there are Sadie Hawkins dances for adults. They call them snowballs or something like that, where single people—it's more like speed dating, but dancing. But they just call it speed dating and dancing. Yeah, so they like a DJ will play a song, and then they'll point to two people and make them dance. And then those two people will point to two people and make them date. That sounds, sounds like my nightmare. Sounds real dumb. Um, that sounds nuts. So. I picked the two goofiest people I could possibly. Yeah, that would be the whole. Oh, that'd be fun, I guess. You maybe. can't say no. And that, oh. the Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> Sadie Hawkins motto. Can't say no. <laughs> well, uh, Sadie Hawkins is the character. And the day, even within the comic strip, uh, Al Cap made a point every year in November to do oh, another Sadie, Sadie Hawkins. Hawkins strip. So 40, 40 times it happened. Not did she always find the homeliest? I don't know if it's either? always her, but oh, they did like a like, Sadie Hawkins. It's like, hey, I remember Sadie Hawkins. I want to keep saying issue, but it's it's an issue. It's just a strip. Yeah, strip, yeah. 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 Wow, what a crazy thing to catch on from a random comic strip. In 1939. But no, it's totally insane. At least, I mean, we had Sadie Hawkins dance for sure. Yeah. Well, despite the Xander speak, it's a fairly accurate definition of a poltergeist. I define something accurately. Guess I'm done with the book learning. Does anyone else have anything to say about the episode? I think I've said way too much. Did anybody learn anything from this episode? Take your bad guys and put them in Go Fish. <laughs> put them in the garbage where they belong. Put them in the Stay garbage sure? where they belong. What did you learn? Uh... I don't know. The only thing I can think of is pretty dark. Do it. Please. Don't take your guns to school, kids. Mm. Oh. It's true. One Even if they just... disappear, just... Even if they disappear. Yeah. Don't OJ your girlfriend. I learned a couple things, maybe inappropriately. You should own your shit. Don't blame others around you and hurt people just because you want to keep on your own selfish path. So that's what James was doing. He wanted to keep pursuing... Grace, even after she was like, no more. And then, obviously, that ended very, very poorly. She's also a teacher. Super weird. Yeah. I mean, she was the adult in that situation. And she was trying to end it. And then he was not about that. But it should not have begun in the first place. And that was her fault. 100%. But she gave her the Hemingway novel. And that, well, the Grace thing 
it, that applies to her too. Don't just because you're being selfish, like you have this attraction to a child, which is gross in and of itself. Do not pursue that just because you're being selfish and you can't fucking keep your stuff in check. Letting go is hard, but you shouldn't chase ghosts, especially not forever. Move on, but don't forget. The end. <laughs> Let's yell at each other. I was convinced that Buffy's hair was going to go down at some point during this episode. So I don't know if we blame SNL for this, but she had that weird... Her hair was just like slicked back. Oh. Did you not notice? I thought it looked nice. I don't remember. I mean, it looked fine. It just was unique to this episode and unique to the length of time that regardless of what she was doing or wearing, it was just weirdly Hmm. slicked back. Very 90s. Oh, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. More like almost like a wet hair look kind of thing. What's going on? Station. You stink of lies. Oh, Snyder. I got a Snyder fighter line too. Billy Crandall, the Pathetic vegan. Pathetic little lowlife vegan. <laughs> Another fucking Billy, might I add. What is it with this William. show and William? <laughs> Daniel. How is Willow still teaching? So for next time, read the chapters on information grouping and binary coding. I bet you'll think coding is pretty cool. I mean, if you find two-digit multi-stacked conversions and primary number clusters a big hoot. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's right. What is going on in California? <laughs> Secondarily, how was the computer not completely ravaged after after they found out that Jenny was murdered in school? And I know the police, haha, chuckle, chuckle. But they would have totally come in and shut this fucking lab down. They would have looked all over that computer. You would have not have found the paganism websites that Willow references. Oh hell yeah! That, like that it would, would and have that, been confiscated. And that would have been leaked to the press. You know, which we we've learned there's two press people in, in Sunnydale. <laughs> they would have learned that she was a fucking pagan, and they would have spun maligned that maligned her in, character. Maligned her character. Absolutely, she was a pagan. This was a ritual. Our kids are listening to rock music. That's what would have happened. <laughs> so I just thought they're listening to it backwards. <laughs> but our kids are teaching other kids. That's yeah. That's fine. Willow's that's still fine. teaching that class. Doesn't make any sense 90s, in any world. Prime satanic panic. Um, yes, love it. I'm dead as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from Xander. sleep howls but it's always a delight when she does i know they're so rare but so wonderful now she's doing goldfish eye (laughs) she just woke up to her least favorite thing in the world which is the camera pointed in her face i don't know why she's so acutely aware of that but she does hate it she really knows every single time she'll be sleeping and i'll just literally barely like i will have already had my phone up turn the camera on and go to take a picture and she'll be like you want and look at me This was just for you, not everyone. (laughs) Stacia, you just finished what it was that you were saying, right? Or did you say something else? (laughs) I said, I'm dead as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. One of my favorite lines from Xander. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Well, shit. 
that history teacher is totally in graduation day part one or two possibly i don't remember he comes back at the very end when they're graduating they're in class together and he like they zoom in on him and they're like xander you have the he's like xander you have the wrong answer or whatever and they turn around and he's playing hangman on the board it's like they always guess the yes or whatever it's really fun wow good for them bringing back a continuity uh saver weird for them but weird for them yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense you're a big bucket of funny will <laughs> i'll have you know i was just accosted by some by some kind of locker monster locker, locker monster <laughs> locker monster is what he said <laughs> little baby witch willow with her scapula so cute i know very cute god she got the sulfur she knows what she's doing yeah that's right the snakes happen. People are running everywhere. Not in any specific direction. They're just fucking running. Also, the people catching the snakes did a terrible job because they're still there when Xander goes back to the lunchroom. What is with the snake people? Bad yeah. snake wrangling. It's like it's the uh, Pawnee animal control. In <laughs> you want us to kill a bird? <laughs> no, no, don't. It's a, it's a drill. We'll kill all the birds. <laughs> when, when Xander says, I define something. Actually, guess I'm done with this book learning. Slime's book. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fucking loved it. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Not the Mangus tripod? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the weird slow motion almost when Buffy gets to the balcony, it's like the frame rate just drops. I think they were maybe going for slow motion, but it looked really bad because it didn't commit to full slow motion. So mm. just like a stutter in the frame rate. Yeah. Really bad. They do struggle with that. Like that in CG. They just don't know what they're really doing. The only other thing I have is that there's one thing we didn't talk about, and that is the connection between Buffy and Angel's mouth holes. Because well, the spittle. The spit oh, yeah. connection. A lot of spit. When they pull apart from that, making out in the very end. Woo, it's gross. Buffy, you were right. The time for touchy-feely communication is past. I've done some homework and found out the only solution is the final solution. Nuke the school? it's gross but it also shows that they're actually doing it and i kind of was like okay cool they're actually they're actually doing this not making out again they do not ever actually make out they just put their faces on each other's they're incredibly white squash their food holes together (laughs) exactly and that's all it is it's not anything passionate it's just squashing food holes (laughs) and there's a little bit of spittle we don't know if that's spittle or like could be some vegetable residue ew that's worse it's their food mouths right they just ate some food and Vegetable residue. What kind of vegetable residue is left over in your mouth that just makes a long string of drool? Uh, I don't know. Celery? Celery has strings. Oh, could you imagine kissing someone and just pulling out a like a floss of celery? No. Okay, let's uh, let's rank this sucker, shall we? Willow hacks. We talked about the nets. Computers. Computers. Computer jokes, even. Lots of computers. Lots of computers. Give it an eight. Nice. Joyce? Five. No, Joyce. I maintain she put those snacks out, but you guys mm, are right. A, it was probably Giles. Giles. She was definitely at the gallery. Speaking of Giles, he gets a six for this episode because he put Willow and the kids in danger by refusing to let go of Jenny, and there, there could have been a bigger cost for that. Luckily, there wasn't. That's true. But, uh, so he gets a little bit knocked for that. Like, Giles, Giles is low is six. Joyce's low is one. Yeah. Because that's the only way she can be. Friend level, seven. Willow got everybody the stink bags, scapulas, right? And that's everyone's true. pretty chill with each other. But Buffy is, is uh, you know, still hurting over the angel thing. And that makes it to 
that, that causes a little bit of conflict. We could have probably got there sooner to the James thing. Maybe solved it a different way, but everything's... How else would you have solved it? it? You needed a dead person. Yeah, I guess I mean you really It's the same thing There's that you said about the Dark Age. I have to find a dead person. She went for Angel, and that's a smart call. Yeah, it's mostly just her by herself that she needs to work on that a little bit, but it's tough. Yeah. It's tough going through a breakup. I get it, but seven. Get rid of seven. Monster of the Week. Also seven. Snakes, wasps, zombie faces, fun with chalkboards, and good old-fashioned possession. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Episode specific. Ten out of ten. Don't walk away from me, bitch. Because that scene is just... That's good. Just amazing. So, 43 overall. Which is going to put it on the higher end. Yeah. Higher of the middle. For a filler episode, doing pretty damn good. Yeah, for a filler episode, for sure. Number eight. Right above when she was bad and right beneath surprise nice that nice. was a pretty appropriate Stacia are you ready I'm okay with this ranking I guess <laughs> number one it, uh no uh, I don't know my ranking system is really just sort of falling to pieces <laughs> but for the moment I'm putting it at 15 out of 31 one below phases and one above what's my line part one okay nice middle middling episode yep literally right smack dab in the middle nice i'm gonna middle it as well this is great super good we've talked about its flaws but when i look at all the filler episodes i'm looking at my list and i'm like innocence absolutely necessary prophecy girl halloween I mean, Halloween, I guess you could say, is a filler episode, so that would be a high filler. Oh, yeah, that's true. Obviously, Bother Me, Witch Bewilders is my number one of overall so far. Clear filler. Oh, man. Uh, but, like, Angel's not a filler. Phases, kind of a filler, but not really. This is going below phases. It's going above school hard, below phases. Number 72. I have eyes for only you. Out of 137. 73 is school hard. Yeah, that's pretty much the middle. Pretty much the middle, yeah. I wanted to put it above Angel, but I thought, I know Angel canonically is going to make more sense. It's going to just feel better as a Because that has, like, an impact. Well, and it's also the first Angel. Like, you do have to, like, remember those things. That is why we go over the first. Like, there's reasons why some episodes are going to need to be, you know, looked at a different way, even if you don't actually enjoy them that much. Killed by Death has nothing going for it, whereas this has lots going for it. Even the things that I think are mistakes, it gets, you know, overall... You know, trumped by how great the episode is. Great episode. Fantastic episode. Best filler episode for me, for sure. Why don't Why don't you out there listening talk to us? Tell us how you felt about this episode. So your favorite filler episode? If not, what is? If it's Go Fish, don't ever talk to us again. Oh. <laughs> or bother me, which bewildered. No. <laughs> what camp are you in? And you can talk to us in all kinds of places, like Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all at Beat Me Pod. And we even have a website, babypod.wordpress.com. Uh, we have a Spotify playlist where you can listen to all the songs that are available on Spotify that are mentioned. Spotify. Why do I put an L in everything? <laughs> Spotify that play during each episode. Uh, also, any song, a song from every album that is mentioned during our new segment. And that is babypod-funtime playlist for podcast fans season two. But we're going to see you. No more breaks. No more breaks for the season. We will see you next week. For episode 20, oh, Go Fish. Crazy. Episode 20. You're so excited for that? Is it going to be I might actually so kind of not be here. I have a swimming lesson I got to take. Oh. So you might have to cover this one yourselves. That's really thematically 
on point. I didn't so. plan it that way at all. <laughs> Bye. Wait. Oh, yeah. Jeez. You say goodbye. That's right. Daniel, say goodbye. Well, this is like a <laughs> sign on the window habit. Just shut up. Goodbye. Stasia, say goodbye. Oh, God. Shabob, no, that wasn't shabob. my goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sorry. <laughs> goodbye. What did you say? Snapshot? <laughs> shabob, shabob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, do you want another opportunity no. to say goodbye? Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Maybe you need to be impulsive. Impulsive? Do you remember my ex-boyfriend, the vampire? I slept with him, he lost his soul. Now my boyfriend's gone forever and the demon that wears his face is killing my friends. The next impulsive decision I make will involve my choice of dentures.